0: Hello and welcome to Media MD. I'm Ruben Morehouse.
1: And I'm Elliot
0: Debo. And each fortnight on Media MD, uh, we bring each other a piece of media that the
1: other person has somehow missed. That's right. And so it's my turn this week. Fortnite. And so uh, I'm bringing you a movie from. <laughs> oh, uh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Any more
0: long books or TV shows to read? That's
1: right. And uh, this is brought to you from the movie producing studio, The Asylum. Oh and God! And it is mega shark versus Giant Octopus.
0: Okay, so
1: let's talk about the asylum for those of us who don't know. Well, I'll just uh, I'll I'll run you through. I actually did some research for this one because I knew a lot did of you I knew a lot of this coming in, that I sort of filled in all my gaps. So first mm-hmm. off, I'm sure everyone's heard of Sharknado by now, <laughs> of course. Um, so it's the same people, mm-hmm. but this was obviously before Sharknado and. I, sharknado knows that it's a joke mm-hmm. and so i don't like it as much these movies yeah. are better these are this was their first, mega shark versus giant octopus was actually the studio's first like giant monster attack one right before they went crazy with the yeah, sharknado and sand sharks and yeah. and, and all the shark related things it's so weird that uh, sharks have become the, sharks.
0: the staple for b movie kind of <laughs> sci-fi channel horror movies
1: um what well, especially like so this this movie actually has three sequels um, wait, there's four in the Mega wait, Shark wait, series. I've already
0: forgotten what it's called. What's mega it really Shark called? versus Giant Octopus. Okay, Mega Shark versus. But the Mega Shark octopus. is the one
1: who survives. So the sequel is Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus. What about Me- Mega Shark versus Mecha Giant Octopus? No, there's actually Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark is the third one. I like um, that. So yep. you, you caught onto the theme. Yeah, and the, the plot for that third one is literally they can't beat Mega Shark, so they figure out the only way they could do it is with a a robot that's shaped and has the same abilities as, as Megashark. It yeah, uh, doesn't work.
0: I mean, these are all Godzilla parodies, yeah. right? Um, so they all
1: follow the same. In fact, I got really excited. Uh, I'll, I'll get to I get to the upcoming one later. But, okay. uh, there's a fifth movie coming out soon that has me very excited. <laughs> um. Wait, so this <laughs> yeah, this, this yeah, was okay, the okay. first sort of one of their big monstery ones, and this was before they realized that they were a complete joke. Yeah. So I enjoy laughing at this one a little bit more because it doesn't realise that it's stupid. Yeah. Um, Sharknado was sort of that point where they realised that they could just go all out and be as ridiculous as they want because that's why people were watching. Yeah, I draw comparisons to, like, Birdemic
0: came out a while ago and that was... Um, a not self-aware, brilliant, so bad it's good movie. Mm. And then the director went and capitalised on the success and made Bodemic 2, which was yeah. self-aware and obviously it wasn't as good.
1: Yeah, and so that's sort of how I feel about Sharknado um, mm. in respect to this. So yeah, I'll go through the whole, the whole history. So the Asylum as a studio was started in the early 2000s mm-hmm. and they were sort of doing like cheap horror movies. Um, well, if I... Oh, when they started they were Yeah, doing cheap yeah. Horror movies. so when they oh, yeah. started they were. They were doing cheap horror movies. Anyway, and so then, I don't know if you remember, but in 2005, there was a, a big movie, like The War of the Worlds, mm-hmm. had like Dakota Fanning and Tom Cruise. So the same year they actually brought out a movie that was called H. G. Wells War of the Worlds. And they got an order of, like a hundred thousand units from Blockbuster. Um and so they sort of realized <laughs> that they could just capitalize on other big movies coming out. Yeah. And, um, I mean, that led to them doing what they started to call mockbusters, yeah, which are just ripoffs of, and so I've actually taken some of the cream of the crop.
0: before you, I just want to jump in with a little personal anecdote here. Um, right around the time they started doing this, Mm -hmm. um, I'd say just after they brought out HG Wells, War of the Worlds, and started making these mockbusters, I started working at a, at a video store, at a, at one of a dying video store, (laughs) And so every so often we would get these movies that were clearly just titled to look like yeah. other movies. Yes. Yeah. And that's obviously how they made their money. And that's I'm, where I first was introduced <laughs> to the asylum.
1: Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it was clearly just like they'd take the biggest blockbuster, mm. and make their title so similar that, like, you know, ignorant grandparents and parents would, would get rent, confused. Would exactly. rent the video or buy it. Um but anyway so I've taken I've but taken They would
0: make it with such a low budget as well. That was the point. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and I mean that's the thing it's like a it's not a very big studio and they are still pumping out like 8 to 9 movies a yeah. year like Anyway, so I have gone through their filmography and mm-hmm. picked uh some of the titles that I think uh just really well summarizes up. So 2005 was H G Wells War of the Worlds. Mm-hmm. That's when they realized they could do mockbusters. So they kicked it off in 2006 with Snakes on a Train. <laughs> Sorry, let me compose myself I feel like
0: they're all going to be like this Yeah.
1: um, Also that year was uh, the the very well known Da Vinci treasure movie uh, (laughs) Which was about a guy Who found some clues in Leonardo Da Vinci's paintings That led him to some treasure What an original idea Uh, 2007 uh, Kicked it off with the first one they actually got sued for Which was about giant transforming robots Called Transmorphers Mm. Uh, Then they also had that year Alien vs Hunter (laughs) <laughs> and 30,000 Leagues Under the Sea yeah, which classic. is weird to me because that one's free domain by now so there's no reason yeah, like to put through it, it 20, <laughs> yeah. and they were bringing out other movies like H.G. Wells War of the Worlds and they've got like other classics that they just bring out as mm-hmm. a classic I don't know why 30,000 Leagues Under the Sea uh, do you remember the movie 10,000 B.C.? Uh, not really. Oh, uh, well, you definitely would have forgotten 100 million BC. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is, no, no, uh, I remember obviously, that one. Obviously, like thousands of times better. How,
0: how yeah. sad do you have to be to make a mockumentary of a movie that, that, that people already very good. don't remember?
1: Uh, uh, and I actually watched this one a few years ago with some friends. And the movie, 100 million BC, is about a team that goes back to the year 53 million BC. My, what? Okay. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, no. um, so nobody even proofread it. No one even proofread the script. Which I thought was funny. Um, 2008 saw the release of Alan Quatermain in the Temple of the Crystal Skulls. (laughs) (laughs) Again, a movie that wasn't worth ripping off. Uh, 2008 also had Sunday School Musical. Oh yeah, uh, I like that. A classic. Wait,
0: wait, is it like religious based? Like Sunday School?
1: Yeah. Nice. Uh, Yeah, then we had Transmorphous 2, Revenge of Man. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah 2009 was also Mega Shark vs Giant Octopus so this, this was, was when they realised they could do shitty giant monster films yeah. and so I discovered the film this year after seeing the the trailer online you didn't
0: mention some of my favourites
1: including Lord of the Elves no no we haven't got there yet oh sorry <laughs> so yeah 2009 also has Paranormal Entity uh, 2010 <laughs> saw the release of the much anticipated Titanic 2 nice yeah um, that's a good one 2011 Almighty Thor uh, part oh. of the Asylum Cinematic Universe <laughs>
0: <laughs> did they ever make any other Marvel rip-off ones uh,
1: one one more later uh, so 2012 saw Clash of the Empires mm-hmm. which was originally called uh, Legend of Elves uh, oh, so it was originally called Lord of the Elves it, yeah and it was originally called Age of the Hobbits <laughs> but like Hobbit is actually trademarked by yeah. the Tolkien so they sued them and these guys argued that they'd named it Age of the Hobbits because of um, there was actually like some you know half half height um, fossils found somewhere in like Papua New Guinea, and they were called like hobbits um, oh, scientifically. Like the scientific yes. name was like Homo hobbitus or something. Yeah. So they claimed it was named after them and it was set in the Pacific, um, but the judge didn't buy it. Yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who um, would buy that? And I think the saddest thing about that movie is uh, it actually stars Christopher Judge who you may know may from know Stargate. As Stargate oh there you go so I thought that was very depressing to see that that was how far he'd fallen <laughs> um okay so after that 2013 we had Atlantic Rim that's my favourite um, <laughs> yeah. uh, android cop as well <laughs> uh, android cop <laughs> All
0: right, all right. Um, We've been on this list for a long time. I've only, only got three more. All we right, got three
1: right. more. So, um, 2014. There's also one I haven't listed, but that was when they realised that they could start doing two for ones There was there was no need to only rip off one movie at a time. <laughs> okay. So, 2015 saw the release of Avengers: Grimm, which uh, is doing Brothers with, Grimm and Avengers. And Avengers. Yeah. Oh wow. So it's like Hansel and Gretel make up the Avengers. What a great. Um. So then, 2016 this year, the, the funny song was Independence Day, like as in independent apostrophe S day <laughs> I was
0: looking at you as you said that like, what's the difference I don't get
1: it um, that's a good one that's so then, a good one and then we have we have three that I'm looking forward to next year which is uh, Jurassic Kong which is Jurassic Jurassic World and King, and Kong, King Kong in classic. one great Cyber Rangers because which Power Rangers, Rangers and course. then uh, also the fifth in the Mega Shark series the much anticipated Mega Shark versus Moby Dick <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even get through it.
0: Why? What? Do they not understand? I don't know.
1: Alright, alright. Uh, we have to compose ourselves. But, but yeah, so I can't wait oh, for Shark versus Moby Dick. We
0: should have done this as like a game show where
1: you named it <laughs> and I had to guess what movie it was based on. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so that. the Asylum. So that's, so the, that's asylum. the Asylum. That sums um, it up pretty well. So, uh I'm very much uh keen for you to try out Mega Shark vs. Giant Octopus. So the, the way I discovered this movie was somebody linked me the trailer that was on YouTube, and basically the trailer is like there's some person on a plane and they're like complaining about like the food or something, you know, some generic airplane complaint. Yeah. And then they're sort of like in a huff and they look out the window and they're just sort of looking angry and then there's just this moment where like they suddenly get super shocked and and the camera switches to be looking out the window and there's a shark coming out uh, from beneath the clouds and it just eats the plane and takes it down and i was sort of like that's ridiculous i need to watch watch this yeah and it's honestly one of the more logical parts of the movie i'd say i don't know should we discuss the plot is there a plot to discuss not really. Uh, okay. I mean, essentially the plot is that Megashark...
0: We, we should do that after. Right? Yeah,
1: essentially the plot is Megashark is fighting giant octopus. So okay. I really I mean, know that, that it goes, that much, that from the title, goes much deeper than that. Um, the rest of it's just kind of weird tack-on crap, but this is not yeah. really... Um, the dialogue is particularly bad in this one, but like I said, it's before they knew it was bad. So the actors yeah. still have that sense that they're trying a
0: little bit. Oh, that's um, heartbreaking. Yeah,
1: it is. And so, uh, there's one great line, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to butcher it, but like you'll get to this way, like this, this dude gives, oh no, the girl, the girl in the movie gives this great sort of monologue about how she's loved the ocean ever since, she went swimming with dolphins or something. And it's very beautiful. It's, yeah, it's very well written. It's very heartwarming. And then the, the dude who's like her love interest just looks her straight in the eye afterwards and he goes, Me too. And then they start <laughs> making out. <up.
0: laughs> oh, man. I'm, I, I feel bad that you ruined that for me. Um,
1: <laughs> but uh, don't worry. I think it'll there's plenty more yeah where that came, where from. That
0: came um, from fair enough alright I look forward to watching it any more points before I get to it
1: no like um, I guess except for it was a sci-fi original I don't know if we want to if we want to bring up the sci-fi I feel like we've network. already covered that basically with the asylum it's basically just the same thing right yeah they, they pretty much are and that's what's disappointing because you know when when sci-fi was created it was like founded by Gene Roddenberry and, and it Asimov. was spelt- sci-fi instead of s-y-f-y yeah I, I think i'm one of the few people who actually thinks that name change made sense it does make sense they have got to differentiate themselves from science fiction yeah to just nonsense now you, now you, well especially because now you know it's like when i'm ragging on sci-fi because of the way i spelled it you know that i'm ragging on the shitty, the network, shitty network not yeah. the genre that i love like fair enough um but yeah so i think yeah I think it's pretty much anything I'll i check it out give it a watch um yeah. maybe you know, get intoxicated before you do. Yeah. I don't know. Get in
0: some level of inebriation.
1: I think that'll help. All right. <laughs> awesome. out.
0: And we're back. 2 weeks later. Yep. Anyway, yeah. I have watched Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. You lucky dark <laughs> I have to as I was saying the name I had to look at my notes just because the name is so like generic <laughs> and I have to double check that I'd gotten it right. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. I went I got through it. Um,
1: did God. you
0: did you watch it like
1: alone or did you
0: I did watch it alone. Mm. And I know that with movies like this, with bad movies, it's very much a kind of... And it's similar to, thing to when you like go and see like a comedy stand-up or something. If yeah. you're in the room, it just feels... You get more of the experience. It yeah. feels more like a festive experience. Whereas watching it alone, you don't get that same experience, for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, like, this
1: is probably a movie that would have been enhanced by having other people yes. with
0: it. Well, things that could enhance it would be good. I I mean...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, that's a long list. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, no, I mean... Big, With bad movies, it's hard to judge them, because with bad movies, it's not... You don't judge them on a scale from bad to good. You judge them on a scale from boring to good. Right, Mm -hmm. yeah. Because a bad movie can either be entertaining bad, or it can just be mind-numbingly bad. Like, no, it's like, oh, I don't want to watch this, you know. I'm bored watching this, I'm falling asleep watching this. And actually, I was watching this at around... Well, it finished up around 8.30pm, and it started to... it, It was... Towards the end, it started to make me tired, so that's not a good sign. Um, yeah, I mean, and with bad movies, you have to kind of judge it on the scale of. There's always going to be boring parts in any bad movie, right? But it's kind of the to the comically bad
1: parts make
0: up for exactly. One. And how how frequent are the comically bad parts? And towards the start of the movie, it was okay. Well, well before we dive in, let's let's do a little plot summary. There there is a plot to this movie, oh, but really? it. Basically, it's just the title. If you know the title, <laughs> you know the plot. There's uh, these two prehistoric creatures. One is a, a mega shark, which is like a it's like some kind of
1: old dinosaur thing. Uh, yeah, well, so they, they call it like a megalodon, which is a real ancient yeah. shark that was like 50 feet long. But in the movie, it's a megalodon that's like, well, it changes in size. But <laughs> yeah, very, yeah, that's true. But it seems to be a couple hundred meters. Yeah, and so this
0: megalodon giant shark and this giant octopus, squid, octopus... They they make a point, someone accidentally refers to it as a squid, and all the scientists in the film are like, no, it's an octopus. <laughs> um, both these giant creatures were, like, frozen in ice in this eternal battle. Yeah. And then there was Ice Age, and they got frozen. And now, because of global warming, <laughs> oh, no, the ice caps are melting,
1: and they've thawed out, and now they're yeah. back. Is, isn't there, like, an... Uh, there's actually like a specific scene where some scientist is like, this might be nature's way of, of punishing humanity for <laughs> yeah. what we're doing to the environment. And hitting it's like,
0: hitting mm. defrost on the giant <laughs> killer animals nature it out in advance. It's so, It's weird because with a lot of bad movies like this, they seem to have environmental messages. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it so strange? Like you would think that, I mean, I guess there are a lot of bad movies made by people who aren't environmentally conscious and... And like you know, like liberal thinking. Yeah. But it seems like bad movies just tend to attract these
1: liberal I mean, thinkers. If you were, if you were like a network, or like a, a movie or television network, and you were trying to convince people like the global warming is not a real thing, showing movies like this, that's yeah, a good point. These are the people who think it's real. Like <laughs> yeah, maybe they make these movies. Maybe it's kind of like
0: a <laughs> like a backhanded insult. Kind of <laughs> the other thing about it is the main the main female character and one of the main male characters have this interracial romance, which feels like... This movie was made, what? To... When... What did we say? Uh, it was 2009, I think. 2009. Right. And it's made by people who are clearly incompetent. So you would assume that equates to, like, not liberally thinking and they wouldn't put... Have this female, this white female and an Asian male get into this relationship and basically have on-screen sex, almost. Yeah. And get pretty close. Um... But they do, and that was a really weird experience for me. Thinking, oh, these these the people who made this movie are actually like thinking liberally and and socially <laughs> progressively. But they just made a terrible.
1: <laughs> they can think about that stuff, but they clearly can't think well, about how to make a movie. I mean, liberal. you know, it's the twenty first century. We've got equality going around. Like idiots can be liberals too. Yeah, which is nice. Important. I think that's,
0: <laughs> that's that's a real measure of how far our societies has come. That <laughs> yeah. idiots can be liberal as well, which is exactly. nice. Um, anyway, let's get back to the plot yeah. after that weird little tangent. Um, God, I think we already summed up the plot. These things get defrosted and they like go on a rampage. One of them attacks like... One of them attacks... Yeah, one of them... There's a scene, I think my favourite scene in the movie, which is also in the trailer, which is yeah. a, unfortunate because I already knew this scene was coming. There's a, plane, a guy flying on a plane and I think he says he's getting married in two days or oh, someone I, else on the plane I, I says that. <laughs> Just randomly he blurts out, I'm getting married in two days. And then this giant shark comes out as if... As if he cursed himself with those words to die. This giant
1: shark comes flying out of the water and just bites the plane in midair and well, kills everyone. Do they... Do they have? I, I vaguely remember there's like, there's like a throwaway line where like the pilot comes in on the intercom. He's like, we're cruising at 50,000 feet or something. <laughs> yeah. like. well, just to make sure you understand they give how high it is. a huge <laughs> altitude, yeah. Um,
0: anyway, these, these giant creatures go on a rampage and then eventually the scientists are like, let's use pheromones to bait them into these traps. So they use these radioactive-looking pheromones to bait these creatures uh the shark goes to san francisco and the octopus to tokyo bay right so i'm um, like, he,
1: hearing you say this it's actually it is kind of freakishly similar to the plot for that 2014 godzilla movie the most recent Godzilla <laughs> yeah. movie. i mean they ripped <laughs> off this obviously I mean, the idea of having mega creatures was original to this asylum oh movie. definitely yeah
0: um so they they bait these creatures and try and capture them, and they fuck it up, and eventually they're like, oh, I know, maybe we'll like get them to fight each other, and that will solve our problem,
1: Never. living
0: up to their title, and then they use the pheromones to bait them into fighting each other, and then they fight each other, and something happens, I can't really remember. One of them goes away, and then they both go away, I don't
1: know. No, um I vaguely remember, it's like they both try to eat submarines at one point, but yep. they're mostly fighting yep. each other, and then yep. I think... It's like giant octopus like strangles mega shark, mm. but at the same time, doesn't mega shark like he like bites bite? off he, some of his he tentacles? Bites the and octopus shit. So it's implied that he bled to death. I guess I don't even know. It's, they they fight, yeah. <laughs> and
0: and that's basically the point of the movie is setting up to this fight, which is only like a minute. I mean, the fight goes on for a long time, but most of it is just shots of these people in submarines Marines being like, "Oh, they're going to fight now! <laughs> oh, now they're going to fight!" And it's like, okay, just show us the actual fight, but. Let's go back to my judgment of the movie. The first, this is about an hour and a half movie. Yeah, I'd say the first hour is slow, boring, and then they introduce this character who's like a really racist, really. Oh, um, I remember he's like the army. Yeah, he's guy. like the army guy. Yeah, yeah, and he is so. I mean, he's he's a funny character. He's just so <laughs> off the wall that he he makes the he saves it. I think he says things like to the um to the Japanese scientist character. He says like, if you don't fix this, you're gonna have to do a... here. He calls it a hairy carry, um, but what he means is hairy carry, where Jap- the <laughs> Japanese samurai would would fall on their sword and kill themselves. And he just oh, says Jesus. these really bizarre lines <laughs> in a really like over the top accent. It's, it's good. It's the best part of the movie, in my opinion. Um, God, yeah. So there there are a lot of good parts. Like the scene on the airplane, that's a good part, even though it was a bit spoiled. The scene you mentioned in the previous, in the, the first part of the episode, where uh, the the female scientist and the asian scientist are like falling in love and she t- confesses this huge love story to him yeah. and he's like yeah me too and then they start making <laughs> it <up. laughs> that was pretty good there are a lot of lines like that but they're too interspersed during the first two-thirds of the movie and then yeah. during the second two-thirds of the movie i mean during the, se- the final third of the movie i don't know it it there are good moments but i think on the whole they aren't enough to
1: sustain it in my opinion sure I I remember there was one other scene I liked, which is I think they found like a whale carcass or something, yeah, on the beach, yeah, and it's just like this really shitty CSI, (laughs) yeah, rip off. Like like, they've got the guy with the sunglasses and he's and he's cracking one liners, but they're not good,
0: yeah. And there's a lot of just weird stupidity, but not in a good, not in a funny way. In like a that's just stupid and it's not entertaining kind of way, (laughs) you know. Um, Although there are parts that are funny, stupid. But here's the thing about movies like this as well. You want them to be carried a bit by their bad CGI. Yeah. So a lot of times you'll get laughs from just how terrible, how how bad the CGI is that people thought that was passable as something in a movie. Yeah. And Birdemic is another really good example of this with the gifts yeah. of the birds yeah. flying yeah. around. Um and I feel like this movie instead of having on-screen bad CGI, which they do sometimes, a lot of the times when like the giant shark or the giant octopus is attacking, they'll just have like a shot of an eye and then a lot of noise and camera shaking oh, around right. the set and then it'll kind of cut away and so you don't really get the full experience of wow this is bad they've got bad things on the screen for me to laugh at it's just kind of
1: noisy and messy well I mean I guess that was that was part of it like I was sort of saying this is before the asylum gave up and lent them to how <laughs> yeah. shit they were yeah I like, mean that's
0: fair enough I mean this came before Sharknado which I guess does that kind of stuff yeah I think Sharknado was war. their
1: tipping point where yeah. they, they started realising that People were only watching their movies because they thought they were shit.
0: Yeah, but the thing um, about Sharknado is that they're intentionally bad, and that yeah. also
1: takes away a lot of the fun. uh and I agree. But yeah, like I guess, I guess compared to like really bad movies, like your Neil Breen and mm. your Tommy Wiseau ones, mm. like this one's possibly just like a little bit too good to be as enjoyable as they yeah. are.
0: Like it's a, it's like the uncanny valley kind of thing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> good movies
1: and then bad movies that are boring,
0: and then it kind of kicks up a bit at the other end. So if you're bad enough, you can be entertaining. But if you just have a little bit of... Like, instead of admitting that it's bad CGI and putting it on the screen, you try and mask it by sh- doing shaky cam or whatever. Yeah. That pushes it just away from entertaining enough to put it <laughs> back into the, to the um, boring category. And that's what I'd say about this movie. On the whole, a lot of it is just... Shots of scientists doing science, um, and that's just kind of boring. And you're watching them, there's like three or four different science montages where people will like pour chemicals, and it has a lot of quick cuts yeah. between these random science things, and that's not fun to watch. <laughs> but then you have the stupid parts which carry it, but then you go back to like every couple of shots, they'll just put in a shot of like a bird flying or something just to show off, yeah, this is nature that we're talking about. Odd. It's just kind of, yeah, exactly. They'll have like shots of birds or shots of dolphins going through the water just to. T- I assume pat out the movie with stock animal
1: footage.
0: I mean, I can't think of why else they would do it. Yeah, I don't know. I'd say uh, on the whole, on the whole, more boring than it is funny. It does have its redeeming moments, but not enough to
1: save it, I would say. Fair enough. Well, so are going to give it a final rating out of ten? Yes, I'll give it a seven out of ten. <laughs> Yeah, with all this negative talk, I thought I was—I was even going to be happier with lower than seven. It's just no, not a seven. I can't
0: not give it a seven. It's the tradition. No, I, if I was actually going to rate it, I mean, it, it got pushed too far into the boring category for me, so it would probably get a low rating, like a four, yeah, a four or okay. five, just because I can't. It's not a seven. I'm still, <laughs> That's why you're still happy. For. I, I can't. I can't. I wouldn't recommend it because the entertaining moments just aren't enough to carry it over. Mm. So the rating just has to fall lower to like a four. Yeah. Four out.
1: And so the window,
0: the curtain is drawn on another episode of Media MD. That's that's a sound of curtain makes. So why not? <laughs> um So we have a Twitter, Media MD Pod, at media md Podcast. Yep. Um so tweet at us. We have an email address, media at gmail.com. And we also uh, hopefully have a website which is media com. Right? Yeah whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah cool. media com. Yep. So go on over there, get in touch with us if you want. Um oh. check out our back catalogue mm-hmm. and make sure to like like us and rate us on iTunes so we can get that sweet <laughs> rating money on iTunes. Wait, That's not what? a thing. Oh <laughs> damn it! Um, so next week we'll be checking out the African American comedy, The Boondocks. Um, See that? Yeah.